Hey everybody, it's a Sly Dog up top here again. Just jumping in again to say thank you so much for checking out the Sly Dog Summer Tour Series. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, this is the final episode of the original run that we did. Um, there might be a leg too for uh, for all of you out there that are enjoying this, so watch out for that. There might be a summer leg too in the future. But um, for now, uh, this was an episode that if you were an astute listener and you listened to the, the last episode... You might have heard me say in that episode, um, we weren't going to do this. But the show that I'm referencing, Earth, Wind, and Fire and Santana, gave us so much to talk about, we felt like we had to do it. We felt like we had to do a podcast on this one. Um, so uh, you get a fourth, and that'll carry us you know, right here to the end of July that we're at. So if you've listened to all of them, you know, thank you for spending your July with me. I really appreciate it. Uh, there's a lot more fun episodes in the can coming. Uh, interviews, uh, some really big ones that I can't wait to share with you. Um, yeah, this has been a great year for the podcast. I, it's grown so much, and you know, I just I wanted to say thanks up top again, and also remind you, of course, that this is you know the audio quality of these. It's off the air. It's not my usual recording style, so there may be uh, the weirdness, strangeness, uh, sounds in the background, uh, in the foreground that you are not expecting. But like I said, I just record off the air, and uh, like I said, there'll be more of these in the future and hopefully eventually I find a way to record these where it sounds uh, as pristine as my normal episodes. But for now, uh, this was part of the little experiment run and it seems like it's been good. So enough of my yakking here up top. I'm gonna shut up and roll that intro music. This is the Sly Dog and the Wife talking about Earth, Wind, and Fire and Santana. Check it out! Welcome back to the Sly Dog Music Cast. I'm your host, the Sly Dog, joined once again by the wife. Say hi. Hi. Hello. So we originally planning a special three-episode run of the summer concert tour, but last night's show of Santana and Earth, Wind, and Fire, just there was so much that happened, um, I felt the need to do an episode on it. Uh, we're not doing it right after the show. We're doing it the morning after because, um, well, you'll find out why in a moment. Um, I'll just say before we get into the show, the wife here had quite a busy day that was more than full, and then I drug her out to close to the border of Mexico for a Santana Earth, Wind, and Fire show, so uh, all praise to her for putting up with that, mm -hmm. <laughs> and no, no bitterness there at all, but let's, uh, before we get into the show, I want to talk about the venue, this is kind of where the... Uh, the, the downside of last night was, so we went and saw the show at the Chula Vista Amphitheater. This was our first time there. Um, I bought these concert tickets two years ago, pre-pandemic, um, and now I finally got to go. And um, so this, it's kind of out in the middle of nowhere, sort of, this venue. Mm -hmm. And it's not really well, uh, the parking lot is not... What's oh. not not even the parking lot, just even getting into it isn't 
designed very well. There's like one road in and one road out. Right. Like it's just not well thought out and well planned. Yeah, it's not really meant for like the volume of traffic that's coming. Oh my goodness. <gasps> Curb. Curb. <laughs> it's not meant for the volume of traffic that's coming for this show, especially because this show was sold out, by the way. Like this this was a lot of people. Yeah, the place almost seems like it was set up more for like a shopping center. Yeah, I can see that. Like a, like a shopping center or mall type area, not like for thousands of people to be coming in in a few hours or yeah. all at once. Yeah, I, I knew there was a problem when uh, the day before the show I got a, I got a robocall that I answered because I thought because it was local and I thought it was um, like the groomer or something or maybe something to do with my dentist. Um, but I answered it. And uh, it's this robot voice telling me to arrive to the show early because it's sold out and they're expecting high volumes of traffic. So that was our first uh-oh moment. Not to mention we've had some friends tell us it's a little uh, little hard to get out there. But getting more in there... What were you going to say? I am going to say more than a little. My coworker told me good luck getting in because <laughs> the traffic was horrible. And to be fair, getting in wasn't perfect but it wasn't the worst part it was it took a while but getting in i'd say the worst part about getting in was the people walking in front of us that shouldn't have been wouldn't you say yeah that and just like the we paid for premier premier parking yep i bought this two years ago (laughs) yeah so closer to the venue but the premier parking lot, like, you could see it as you entered, like, the road to the venue. But it was completely fenced in. And you had to drive, like, all the way around to the other side to get in. Like, they had one entrance to this parking lot. And it just seemed really, like, stupid that you would have one entrance. This will prove to be an issue later. <laughs> to this parking lot that like could easily like the like you could get into from another spot a lot faster and a lot more efficiently if they would have another entrance or two for it i agree um and this would come, prove to be a problem later to, to get i think the last negative note of the evening out of the way so i think the show ended santana stopped playing about 11 would you say maybe 10 45 1045, yeah. Okay, Santana finished about then, and we got out of the venue, we walked to the car, and I think we sat in that parking lot mm-hmm. waiting to get out of well, there. Well, my GPS, so we live fairly close to the venue. About my 20 G- minutes. Yeah, my GPS said we would get there, get home in 19 minutes. Mm-hmm. We had said we would be home by, I think, 11.05. That's what it had us originally, yes. Yeah, originally, after we got to the car. We got home at almost 12.30. Uh, yeah, it was a shit show in the parking lot. We, like, were in line forever because there was no organization. Like, there was no one directing traffic. And like we said, there was, like, one in and one out, like, type of thing. It was nuts. One yeah, lane. One lane. One lane out. <laughs> yeah, it was a shit show. And then you had people jumping out of their cars either to go to these food trucks or uh, to... Go to the bathroom. Go to the bathroom. Or to buy bootleg shirts. Or to buy bootleg shirts. <laughs> And, what the, and this would cause issues because the line would move and then... Somebody had parked their car and was sitting in it. Yeah, and so, someone, sitting in so it. people would get ahead or they'd go around. 
uh, that shouldn't have or people would like get out of other lines of cars and get in this one and it, it just was terrible this venue has a serious issue with traffic and um i think i'll be very selective about the shows i go to at this venue in the future and we're gonna have to make sure that it's not on the day i have to work because we're gonna have to get there really early yeah it's that's ridiculous unfortunately i could not leave work early for this one yeah it was there's a lot going on it was a clusterfuck to say the least because typically we get to concerts like when the doors open yeah let me but this was a, an unusual circumstance where we could not do that let me tell you something people i don't like to be like late to shows i don't like missing anything um i like seeing the opening band i feel like it's the polite thing to do to show up for the opening band to at least give them some time uh, give them a chance. There was no opening band last night. It was just two co-headliners. But I'm just saying, in general, I don't like to miss a second of anything. I like to get in, get a drink, get my merch, get my seat and get all comfy and let the anticipation build. And that was not what happened last night. In fact, we missed the first song of Earth, Wind & Fire set. Uh, we heard it, uh, but we missed seeing it because we, when we got in, we were getting merch. And I was kind of bummed because it was Shining Star. And I fucking love Shining Star. But uh, one more thing before we get to the show. I, there was one one good thing that happened while we were driving in to the venue and while we were waiting in line. So when we see this sign, you know most shows, people, I'm sure you go to, your local radio station comes out and it says, like, you know, uh, 95.7, the rock, show, the rock Show or some weird name, like, with a wild man, <laughs> you know, something like that. And we have a 101.5 KGB Classic Rock Radio. And I have all the maturity of a toddler, so immediately... A teenager. A, a teenager. Not a toddler, <laughs> okay. a teenager. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I guess my jokes are pretty <laughs> dirty. I don't know, I, yeah. I, 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 so I took the whole KGB thing and created a personality, a Russian radio host. You, it wasn't even, what was a skit? You have a whole, like, freaking Saturday Night Live <laughs> skit going on and, and welcome. to entertain me while we're sitting in the fucking traffic. Welcome to 101.5 KGB Classic Rock Radio, bringing you the cold cuts from Russia <laughs> all, all day, every day. Listen, or be said to the gulag. <laughs> Brought to you by Svetka Vodka. <laughs> Feed from the tit of Mother Russia. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so 101 KGB uh, sponsors uh, Slight Dog Music Cast. Listen, or be violated by Boris the Soviet love haver in the gulag. You will be sodomized. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, so that was a thing. I need to turn that into a skit. I need to write a whole skit out for that because that's just funny. But uh, that was uh, <laughs> that was keeping us entertained, and that was kind of a running joke throughout the night. I said some stuff in the venue, too, that I can't remember anymore, but it was yeah, really was good like because you were just like, wow. You just, yeah, I just, <laughs> that was fun. But let's get to the show. I want to talk about the music because, so I am, I'm a, I'm a fan of Earth, Wind & Fire. I'm not as well versed in their albums as I should be. I have like six of their records and I have their original best of, but I think I listen to that 10 song best of the most just because it's such a good collection and that's where September is there's a new song on that collection that's like one of my favorite songs so I go to that a lot um but man they impressed the shit out of me I knew they'd be good I've I'd seen them once before I saw them at the ponies uh ponies here in Southern California good things um I saw them at the uh Prince Grammy Tribute and they did 
Adore by Prince, which is a great song. But it's kind of a ballad. It's a ballad song. It's a slow song. And when I think of Earth, Wind, and Fire, I think of dancing and funk and, like, grooving. I kind of expected them to do something like Controversy. Fly Dog had to throw Prince in there. Of course I did. Of course I did. This, this show was partially inspired by him. Uh, just his energy. So... Uh, fuck, train of thought. Sorry, that's that's all right. Yeah, that, that was a good bar, but it was it was worth it. Um, so you're expecting them to do something funkier? Yeah, I was expecting them to do something funkier when I saw them at the Grammy show, and they didn't. So I was kind of excited to see them like bust out some more like upbeat stuff, and they did not disappoint. Uh, they ran through a lot of the hits, some album cuts that I knew. Uh, they were just full of energy full of life, always dancing, a lot of synchronized dancing, like everybody like doing these steps and stuff. Uh, Vernon White, the bass player, absolutely just a beast. He's amazing. Uh, I, like I felt his bass playing in my chest, like when he took a little solo. I mean, I felt it when we first, like after, like you said, we got into the venue late, but after we got in and got to our seats and like got settled, I was sitting there and I'm like, I can feel this in my chest. <laughs> Yeah, like, I should say this, people. The venue itself, once you get inside, like, where you see the show... Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. It's amazing. It sounds great The actual there. venue itself is, is great. The sound is great. And I don't think, other than the lawn seats, like, way, way up at the top, I don't think there's really... It doesn't seem like there would be a bad seat in the house. Like, there's plenty of room. They actually have cup holders. Big thing for us You've is cup holders. Got, uh, you know, it's... I don't think there's really a bad view in the place. So the venue itself is great. Just their their parking sitch is not is not ideal. But they're not sponsored by Svetka. They're sponsored by Liquid Death, and that is a problem in our country. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, they 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 are they're great like that. And yeah, it was just a punch. But man, it was a good punch. So I think. I'm not gonna. I don't have the set list in front of me, so we're not gonna go through the whole set list. But I, I did want to touch on some highlights. Um, I thought Getaway was great. That was kind of a, like I said, we missed Shining Star, unfortunately. So when we got in there, we're kind of walking as they're playing the second song, which I don't remember what it was. It was it had to be an album cut. I didn't know because they they played two album cuts that I really didn't know, but they were good. I enjoyed them. Then we got Getaway, which is just a that's that's a jammer, and that was fun. Then we got the little bass solo, which, again, Vernon White, an absolute beast on his bass guitar. Then we got Sing a Song, which was, that's the song, that's an early song, I think, and that was a really good one. That's one of my favorites. Sorry. Philip Bailey, uh, one of the original vocalists singing his ass off. That was just great. And the younger guys they got in there, too, were fan-freaking-tastic. Like yeah, wasn't one of them one of the original, one of the Original guy's son or something? Yeah, I thought I thought Maurice White's son was in the band. I guess he's not anymore, or if maybe I misheard. Maybe I was thinking it was the other guy, mm-hmm. but I think it was Philip Bailey's son that's in the band now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was great. He was really good. Uh, everybody that was taking a lead in that band was just an absolute beast of a musician. Like, and there was constant movement on that stage. Like, there was never a moment where, like, oh, they're just standing there. No, yeah, like, there, there was, was... so much energy. Just synchronized dancing, like, with, like, steps and moves that are so complicated. Uh, I, I probably would step on someone. Like, the horn players are dancing. Uh, I, I, I think the keyboard player even was doing steps, and he's oh, behind yeah. a rack of keyboards. Yeah. So, it, it was a... It was constant inertia, and it never, like, 
you couldn't take your eyes away from the stage because otherwise you would miss something and you didn't want to take your eyes away from the stage um another highlight was uh they did kind of they acknowledge you know they've been waiting two years to do this tour and uh you know covid took a lot of people so they had us put our cell phone lights on they did keep your head to the sky kind of in memory of anybody you know we lost i thought that was a really cool thing because it was a good kind of in memoriam thing but it didn't feel sad it didn't bring the mood down it kind of felt like there there will be hope and there will be peace eventually so yeah even when they were doing like slower like ba more ballady or like love songs they were still really like really energetic they had this like constant like energy in them yeah even when they busted something out uh they did after the love is gone later in the set uh, and they had the original three members get on stools and sit down for a bit and sing that didn't even feel like uh like a slowdown moment, <laughs> so because they, they would like turn on the stools, yeah, they a were little dancing bit. on the stools a little bit. They were like they were never like completely still, and I don't know how they did that. That's crazy. They, they, they it's magic. I, I, I am convinced they are from space. I, th I think even Santana unsaid said on stage that there's not a, another band on this planet like Earth, Wind, and Fire. And you know what? He's right. There's no one else like that band. Um, and like you said about the ballads, I think even like Reasons, which is one of my favorites, uh, they did that one. Philip Bailey sang the high part so good and like went higher than the original recording. Like if there would have been a roof on this place, it would have come off. Like it, Well, it was funny too because he, you, you could tell he was about to go for it because he popped out his in-ear monitor <laughs> yeah, right he did. before he hit that really high note. And it was it was awesome. He's like, okay, I'm not about to blow out my ears, but I'm about to blow out everybody else's. Yeah, I, my jaw was on the floor. Like, he's an original member, and he still just batted that fucker out of the park. I, like, 10 out of 10. Amazing. Uh, another highlight for me is I love the song, That's the Way of the World. Um, and that was another slower, slower moment, but again, it didn't feel like it. It was so good. Um, and I think during Boogie Wonderland, uh, one of the new guys started flossing. <laughs> that was fantastic, yeah. That was great. Um, also, another show, kind of like I see more stay in the time, where everybody's just fucking dancing and loving it. Yeah. It was great. At least the entire front section was. Our section, not so much. I mean, the people in like the first two rows that we were in in our section were pretty up but i noticed some of the people behind us yeah there were some older people behind us and i i was courteous not to stand in front of them unless i was being like unless the lady in front of me stood up that was kind of my rule because you know i i, I like to stand at concerts but uh I've, i'm trying not to be a dick about it because i'm and like, you don't want to get pelted with ice well again yeah there's that that's a story for another time <laughs> um but I'd say the gentleman in front of you, he was having a good time. Wait, the, the older guy? Yeah, yeah. He was fantastic. I loved him. He was like, there was this older guy. He was probably maybe, what, 60, 70? Yeah. I couldn't really tell. Um, he was wearing these sunglasses the whole time, but he was like this like thin white guy. He was wearing this gray turtleneck sweater and white skinny jeans and he was just dancing and like even if he was just sitting in his seat he was like he was grooving. having the time of his life man yeah he was he was all by himself too he didn't he wasn't with anybody else there was an empty seat next to him so i don't know if maybe he you know had somebody who was supposed to come with him before and i don't know what happened but yeah he he still came and he was enjoying it and he was you know looking around watching people watching people enjoy themselves it was it was great 
But the person, you want to know who I love the best? Yeah. The old lady in the gold pants. Oh my god, oh old my lady god. in the gold pants. Like, I, I can't, like, I... I can't wait to be that old and give absolutely no shits what people think about me and to dance and just like do whatever the fuck I want. And she had glow stick bracelets. She had, yeah, she had these metallic gold pants and these like high wedge heels that I couldn't even walk in and glow stick bracelets and this like cool like mesh shirt with like flowers embroidered on it. Like she was cooler than me. Like she was more styling than I am. And I'm not at all. So, like, she was, like, hip. And she's probably, like, I swear she was, like, 80. Yeah, she... And she was, like, in the, the club seats. Like, the more expensive seats were right in front of us. So, they just kind of have, like, nice... Well, actually, I think she was technically in the handicapped seats. But it's with the club seats. So, they have kind of, like, their own little section. And there's, like, an aisle there. And she was just dancing, like... Oh, my gosh, she up was Up and moving. down the little aisle there, like through the whole concert and she was just like in her own little world she lasted till the end of the night too. she did she was she danced through both bands and she was just she was fantastic i love her yeah i i can't wait i kept to trying to get videos of her but it was too dark my camera wouldn't pick her up <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately but her pants stood out that one yeah she, that was... she was fantastic i was just like to be like to like not care what in what anybody thinks of you and just like I'm having a good time. I love this music. I'm going to dance in front of like these thousands of people and not be embarrassed. That's just like, you have, definitely I feel like you have to have lived some life to, to get to that point. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I think to bring Earth, Wind & Fire home, they were amazing, exceeded expectations. Of course, we got September. Uh, that was a big dancey moment. And we got... And they ended with a Let's Groove and In the Stone. And the one thing I found odd about them is while they, they thanked us a few times, they didn't say goodnight to us. They played they played uh, In the Stone. And they came to the stage, they waved at us, and they left. Yeah, they didn't really talk that much. And they, there was no encore or anything like that. So that was that was a little weird, but... Yeah. Overall, uh, Earth, Wind & Fire, 20 out of 10, would go see again with or without another app band for oh, sure oh yeah definitely they were definitely worth it and now enjoy this musical interlude on behalf of 1015 kgb radio this is shining star from earth wind and fire and let me point that out that is the shining star on the tit of mother russia hail putin <laughs>
what your life can truly be. Shining star for you to see what your life can truly be. That was Shining Star by Earth, Wind and Fire. Back to you, Sly Dog. Thank you, Ollie. That's our uh, 101.5 KGB radio host, Ollie Gark, uh, speaking. Uh, so let's get to the next band. <laughs> you remembered that one. Damn it. You didn't want me to remember that one? <laughs> no. I thought that was one of my best. So, uh, up next, our other co-headliner, Santana. Um, i got to get something out of the way about Santana right away at the top. Um, I think he is one of the best guitarists to ever pick up the instrument. But I am not a big guitar instrumental guy. I like songs. I'm a pop bitch uh, at, at heart, really. I like stuff I can sing along to. And Santana has that. He has He has songs like that, but he also has been known to jam so I was a little little nervous about his part of the show if people jam too long I tend to get bored and this is coming from a fish fan uh, who enjoys their stuff so I, I wasn't sure what I was gonna think but um, he started not long after Earth, Wind & Fire left the stage I don't think it was a too terrible long terrible long gap um, started right away with uh, with an instrumental started with Soul Sacrifice um, and they had the Woodstock footage up on the screen, which I thought was kind of cool. And I have to give him credit. Um, every time I thought one of these jams was going to go too long, that I was going to get bored, he would change to a song, like a, a song with words, or at least a chant. Like the second song in the set was Jingo, and that's kind of a chant. Um, but it worked really well. His band is tight, so good and intense. Like his drummer, Cindy Black, Blackman, or was it Blackwell? sure um his, his wife she is a she beast is amazing. oh yeah she's like a freight train absolutely kept the band going last night and Santana of course playing his ass off he hasn't lost anything and um I have to say when he spoke he was high he even admitted he was high and he said he, he said it three saying. times and the last time he said I'm higher than an astronaut's butt and he was very, um, I wasn't expecting him, like, I, I knew he was a bit of a hippie type, but he was very, uh, cosmic. Yes. Very guru shaman-y with, with his speaking. Yeah. He's like, you must remember you are three things. You are light, spirit, and soul. After that, you can be Puerto Rican, black, white, Irish, whatever. But you must remember you are light, spirit, soul. I did that really well. That was a really good impression of him, actually. <laughs> and he kept saying stuff like that throughout the night. This, like, cosmic, kind of, like, cryptic, cryptic stuff. But it was really cool. Like, he just seemed like a really chill dude that just wanted to play us some good music. And that he did. Um, we, of course, got a lot of classics. Black Magic Woman, Oyo Como Va, Evil Ways. And all three of those in succession, might I add. Like, really early in the set. Like, he opened the set with two kind of jams, and then we got those three songs just like, ba-bam, ba-bam, ba-bam. Just like, right away. And I thought that was really good. Um, and we got we got some of the more uh, pop-leading stuff towards the middle of the set. We got things like, uh, we got the Game of Love. Uh, with. Bitch, what are you doing? He doesn't have a girl singer in the band, but one of the guys singers sang it, and I think he did a good job. Uh, the wife disagrees. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, you you had some thoughts on his singers. You you did you want to share that or did you want to keep that to yourself? Um, I mean, they 
were good. They were very versatile, but I'm just so used to those those songs with the the singers that were on them that it just didn't translate well for me. Like they're they're a good they're a good cover band, I guess, but I it just I prefer the originals. So it just it wasn't quite the same for me to have somebody else singing the songs. Like they were good and they they could definitely like change their voices to try and fit like the the tone and the sound of the original original different singers because they he had such a variety of people singing on those different songs that it's it's definitely really hard to get just two people who can be able to sing all of them and make them sound like they're supposed to so I mean I think they did the best they could but I still you know it wasn't you know the original songs for me so it was still a little, little bit kind of off for me you think maybe they need to do kind of like alan parsons does and like have like so many singers in your band that uh like you can just cover whatever you've done in the past with all these different singers yeah i think they they should have at least one or two more that have a little more variety to their voices they should i, I think they would do well to have, at least have a female voice and maybe one other. I don't know. That's just me. I, I thought they were good. Like, just speaking of the singer, I thought they were good. Like, I know what you mean. Like, when you say... Here's the thing. They weren't... And I mean this in the nicest way possible. And I'm encouraging everybody to go see this tour, by the way, because it was phenomenal. But they're not remarkable as vocalists. Like, like they wouldn't... I wouldn't know them if I heard them on their own. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't know... Oh, that's the guy that sings with Santana. Uh... But yeah, they were, like I said, they're a good cover band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I wouldn't say the rest of the band is a cover band. The rest of the well, band. Well, yeah, no, like the cover, the beasts. singers. The singers are good, like, cover band singers. Yeah, just, but they they, they were tight. Um, some highlights for me, uh, obviously that opening hits medley kind of doing, you know, Oyo Como Va, Black Magic Woman, and Evil Ways, like, all together. Like, seamlessly transitioning yeah. into one another. They sounded really good on that. They, I think they did Greg Raleigh's voice well. Um... He did She's Not There, uh, which is a 70s tune, which a late 70s tune from his pop era, which I thought was really cool. Um, of course, we got some of the, you know, supernatural stuff. We got Maria Maria and Smooth with, with towards the end of the night, which both sounded really good, I thought. I thought Maria Maria especially. Maria Maria went over really well. Oh. I, I really like that song. I don't know if, the, like, the audience liked that song that well. Oh, they loved it. Like, they... the. the we live in SoCal, so there's a lot of Latin Americans here. Well, I mean, I don't, well, I, some of the, the not-so-Latin American ones, I don't think. All around us weren't enjoying it? Yeah. I don't know. I just saw the positivity. I saw yeah. the people dancing and, like, loving the Spanish. And some of, like, the, the more rappy ones towards the end. Yeah. I don't think got quite the reception that some of the other ones did. <laughs> yeah, like, like, look, if, 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 the, if I think the old white dudes that that just love the '70s stuff were a little, uh, yeah, they, off they, push. They were, but, but I, those sucks were for the, them. Those were the most fun ones, I thought. Yeah, the, they were like, I, I look that again. Had, that had I'm, a lot of energy. I'm a pop bitch. I I need yeah. singing, and uh, those songs were great for that. Um, another highlight for me was I like he did he did two songs from his new record. He did move. And he did uh, Joy, Joy with Chris Stapleton. I thought that went over really well. And then Move, which is a song on the new record that I can kind of... It's okay on there. But man, live? Oh my God. Live, it becomes a beast. 
uh, so much better. Like, like on the record, it's with American authors, which is basically like Imagine Dragons diet soda version. They really are. Uh, but live, man. Muy caliente. Yes, chef's kiss. Perfection. Wonderful. Um, Alex said his bad Spanish. <laughs> I am very white. Please don't take offense to that. <laughs> uh, very sorry. I am very sorry. I will sh- show yourself to Gulag, comrade. Hey, we're all comrades here. That was another thing, thing I came up with. Friends and Pods and Sods listeners. Um, instead of we're all friends here, it became, we're all comrades here. Last night, I was saying that a lot. We're all comrades here. <laughs> but, yeah, Santana was great. Yeah. Um, more than exceeded my expectations. Definitely. My, for me, this whole concert series was kind of like a, a flashback to high school band. <laughs> so... Um, one of the Earth, Wind, and Fire songs, to kind of go back a little bit, was in the movie Drumline. Oh, yeah. They, they play it in, like, the beginning of Drumline. Like, it's one of the... It was in the stone. Yeah. It, it's one of the songs that one of the marching bands plays. And, like, they started playing it, and I was like, oh, my God. Because, um, to give you context, I, I played the trumpet um, starting in fifth grade all the way through undergrad. And I was in just about any kind of band you could think. I was in concert band, symphonic band, jazz band, pep band. And I even was in like pep band and marching band um, in like high school and college. So I'm a band geek. Yay. Um, So that was fun for me. And then right before the music playing right before um, Santana came on, they were playing like instrumental type music like some of it was jazz some jazz of it was, fusiony stuff yeah jazz fusiony and some like the one was like a classical piece but one of the pieces they played was watermelon man which was a piece that i played in jazz band in high school and then two of santana's songs i actually remembered we played oye como va oh, yeah? in jazz band too and we also played evil ways in jazz band so like, I was super excited for Evil Ways because I remember playing, because I played the trumpet, so of course playing the trumpet you always play the melody. So I remember, like, remember playing the melody of Evil Ways, like the singing part um, in high school. And that was always like one of our, our favorite songs to play in jazz band in high school. So it was like a little bit of a, a high school band flashback for me, especially like the jazzy part of it. So that was kind of fun. Yep. Absolutely. Like, yeah. I, we didn't play any of that stuff, but we played uh, 25 or 6 to 4, and we did Chicago a while ago. So, yeah, that was... I, I, I've had a similar experience. Do you have much more to add about Santana? Because um, I know we're getting close to home. No. I mean, that was another one. Like, it was a lot of energy. I was a little worried, like you were, that, you know, it was going to be kind of wanky, and I was going to get distracted. I mean, I did get a little distracted at some points, but it was more because the people around us were interesting. It was it was fun to smoking smoking weed. Was, I mean, it's it was a, kind of a good distracted though cuz the people around us, like there were so many different types of people around us. Like there was this like the couple in front of us were like in their 40s and then the older guy we talked about right in front of us and then there was a couple next to us who was probably around our age. And then on the right in front of us were these, like, older, like, 60-year-old ladies. And, 
like the couple who was in their 40s had a joint and they were smoking and it ended up getting passed around to everyone around us <laughs> and that's was, how you get COVID kids. it was right yeah we we said that but it was like we didn't care that they were doing it obviously. yeah no puff puff pass I, comrade i'm sure if we would have been like hey can i have a hit they he would have let us because yeah. he was letting literally everybody else who he didn't know have a hit um, but it was just so funny to see like those those different people interact who probably would have never interacted on their own. It's it was so cool to see like that music and a joint, the music come combined with drugs. Yay! Puff, puff, I'm sure Santana would have been happy about that. Bring kind of that we're really kind of weird combination of people together it was kind of funny well music brings people together and they were distracting me but it was like a good distracted i thought it was funny and alex who was like sorry fly dog who was like engrossed in the music is sitting there and goes i think somebody around here is smoking weed yeah, it was that sweet sweet chiba <laughs> and then i'm like dude they're right there they're right there <laughs> they were right, right in fucking right, front of us right beside us they're like passing it around He's oblivious to what's going on around us because he's so engrossed in the in in the concert, and I'm just like watching these people try like passing this around to like six different people, trying not to laugh my ass off. So it was it was it was good, and it it, it definitely kept my attention and kept me awake, which I was a little worried about because I had had a long day. So good job, Santana. Yep, people go see this tour if it's coming to your city. You will have a good time. I guarantee you. You you can't not have a good time. So comrades, you can find me on iTunes. You can find me on Facebook uh, at Slide Dog Music Cast. This is one hundred one five KGB Classic Rock, signing off and ending tonight with a little Santana with a little Latina flair. Uh, we're going to put here. Uh, we're going to put. Uh, a song that means a lot to the two co-hosts. Uh, that is uh, Why Don't You and I by Santana. Uh, thank you for listening, comrade.
to the Sly Dog Music Cast. If you want to know what's going on, follow me on Twitter at Sly Dog Music Cast or Facebook at Sly Dog Music Cast. Thanks again for listening. Peace, love, and music.